Today you are with Chanel and Vanessa and this is our first entry into the MILF tea. The MILF tea is going to be a collection of conversations about motherhood, um, being single moms, raising sons and um, just basically like our diary, right? Yeah, our, yeah, like our mother's diary basically. So you'll get an insight into like how we're feeling about different topics and we'll obviously invite some of you guys into join us and hopefully we'll do lives with you guys and mm -hmm. we'll be able to like have a, a deep conversation about not only single moms but yeah. moms that are married and moms that have boyfriends and what is what is your daily life with children like basically yeah no, i feel you definitely like those are the conversations we're going to be having with you guys so mm -hmm. we hope you'll enjoy this so sit back relax um get yourself a cup of, of something warm or some wine um and uh sit down and relax with us because uh we've got us time uh, we're all stuck indoors right now it's a flipping quarantine isn't it exactly isolation right now vanessa and i are isolating together um well, not really, but for like a day and a half, we're isolating together. So, um, yeah. How are you guys coping? How's everyone doing? We hope you guys are all doing okay. Well, and we hope that you lot, the children, are not driving you crazy. Honestly. And that you're getting some quality time, which you don't normally get with them. Um, yeah. Quality time, that really, really is a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's the one thing a lot of people have been looking forward to during this whole quarantine. Is spending quality time yeah. with your children. And even though it is hard, we know that this time or this era, era that we're going through is never going to be repeated. So I hope you lot are making the most of it, basically. But yeah, yeah. how are you feeling, Chanel? Oh, how am I feeling? Well, right now I'm feeling slightly tipsy, but I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm in a good mood. Yeah. Um, isolation has been quite a quite a few things. I feel like obviously you know this because you've seen the behind the scenes of everything. Yeah. Um, obviously I've had like my happy times. Um, like doing up the house and stuff, which was really, really, really nice. That was a nice mini project for me for like a whole week yeah. um, my mum had my son which was really really helpful mm -hmm. and um, I had the time to really sort of declutter my mind and the house at the same time which was a really a truly elating experience yeah. I really really enjoyed that it was sort of like taking out all the clutter in my mind heart and soul the last like 10 to 15 years and just putting it in a bin and being like you see you later yeah, yeah done with it you know so it was it was it was really, really freeing, actually, that whole period. But I find that now that that's done and I look around and I like everything, and obviously I've still got a few bits left to do, but, you know, now that I look around and everything's done, it's sort of like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> and that's sort of the big issue with this quarantine. What's uh, next? And I think that, obviously, you inspired me to do my house, and I think in the same breath, I kind of, like, took what I had for granted and sometimes I feel like as mums you're just so focused on the now and what you have to do now that this quarantine season has really brought to the forefront um what you haven't been doing basically yeah yeah literally you're faced up with it like 
it's because we're all literally stuck at home Mm -hmm. and because you're stuck at home it's like shit you're locked indoors with all of your problems exactly all you can do is face those problems there is nowhere else to run there's no hiding no hiding and the thing is everyone in the world is going through this shit right now exactly it's just so crazy it's like the whole world is do you know what i keep telling you guys lydia says this that the whole world is going through this sort of what is it she calls it a shift in in collective consciousness that's what she calls it sort of like everybody going through their own sort of personal awakening at the same time Time, like we're all being called to this bigger major thing that's really drawing out of all of us these things that we've really not wanted to deal with and Mm -hmm. sort of start creating resolutions for yeah so um yeah and i just hope that like i said we don't take this time for granted because we're probably never going to experience something like this again in our lifetime or our children's lifetime so as much as it we have our ups and downs i think just taking into consideration that this is the once one in a lifetime thing that's going on right now yeah um and just kind of taking the best out of it is how we should go forward i know it's easier said than done most of the times but i've really tried to like see the positive in this situation yeah i mean me for me personally it's not really it hasn't really changed anything because i'm still going to work because i'm a key worker but I really, thank you, I really try to like, I don't know, I try to like look at it from a different perspective, like what can I do to really better my life in this time and the one thing that I've been saying is that there's money to be made as a mum, as not a mum, like I see people are really grinding on Instagram and social media and trying to get it any way possible and I'm so ready to tap into that and I think me personally with my like online presence I've tried to kind of take it a bit more seriously and really trying to uh, boost my online presence in a positive way that will inspire people as a mum and as somebody that is going through it by herself but yeah excuse me (laughs) having a sip of my wine but um you know i feel you on that i think you know isolation has definitely been like a time to sort of like grow i feel like everyone's going through their phase of okay these are the dreams and aspirations i've had for a really long time Mm -hmm. let me start focusing on that Mm -hmm. or these are the hobbies that i've really wanted to do for a very long time yeah let me start focusing on that you're really really right people are sort of tapping into this um really deep pool of just stuff that they've not dealt with for a really really long, long time, time and yeah. some of those things are like positive stuff as well like like you just said just the simple pleasures of life that you've just not thought about enjoying for a really long time because exactly. you've been so caught up in your job everyday life yeah, yeah that could care less about your family and how they're doing and yeah whether you know or that your nan's just turned 90 or that your sister's just had a baby you know they, they don't care about all of that stuff and mm-hmm. it just sort of puts a lot of things into perspective that all of these worldly institutions that we're also plugged into they really really don't matter at all they actually we don't. are the one thing that make 
everything yeah, all of those things matter exactly without us none of them matter at all yeah and that's why the government is so ready to push us back into society. Oh, dear God, I'm, I'm not even... But <laughs> that's I'm not another topic for another that, day. Honestly. But I personally, just a quick one, don't think that they're doing the right thing. But it is what it is. And I kind of feel like I just want to be in my protective bubble. And my family and my friends to remain in that protective bubble for as long as possible obviously this thing may not go away and they're talking about like uh vaccines and how if you don't take the vaccines you have to stay in your house you're not allowed out and oh gosh and i'm just like crazy conspiracy stuff a lot of crazy conspiracies but i'm just ready to like grind any way possible to be honest really yeah no i feel you that's definitely like the motive grind get your paper, get your bread up and just mind your own because difficult times. I'm telling you, difficult, difficult times. Yeah. Talking about that, obviously, like, we wanted to touch on, like, finances. When being a single mum, I think that would be only right for us to start as we're in such difficult times now. And how has that affected you or... Like, being a single mum, how has it affected you financially and been having to look after Mali and just doing it by yourself, basically? It's definitely, definitely difficult. I mean, when you think about a child, a child is a two-person responsibility. Mm-hmm. So there's that sense of, like, you know, I'm putting in 50 and somebody else is putting in 50. But when it's just you, you've got to put in 100 and... Honestly, being a single parent, it's like putting in a hundred could mean not seeing your child for like ninety percent of the week because you've got so many obligations. Exactly. And I remember at one point during my life that was what it was with Mali. I was working literally really, really crazy hours. My job started at seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't finish till ten o'clock at night. And I would get home, I wanna say like about half eleven sleep wake up by five and I'm at the house ready to be at work for seven again so that was my pattern until eventually obviously I stopped because of uni and I'm um, looking after Mali and stuff like that so yeah but finances really 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 are important I think you want to make sure you you budget stuff yeah. you can't just start like spending mm-hmm. like without rationalizing why you're spending this money and all of this stuff it's just every every penny needs to be well thought out every yeah. single penny yeah. down to the last letter like every penny needs to be well thought out definitely you can't just go about doing reckless spending i mean don't get me wrong i'm not saying you can't treat yourself to the odd thing like every month or whatever it is that you want or get yourself the odd treat or even save money aside for stuff like that but you also have to remember that now there's a child and that's the main objective yeah is to ensure that that child has the best life possible mm-hmm. by any means necessary yeah and mm-hmm. like one thing that my mum said when I got pregnant is you will not be the first person to go through this and you're not the last and that really like hit me and it was just like there's been women doing this for centuries and finances wise like I do have a bit of mum guilt for even leaving him for the three days that I do to go to work well yeah three days that I do or four days that I do because I have to work and provide for him and I just like I just want to spend all this time with him but then even to the extent of like today when when we was like 
when me and Chanel was like getting the boys ready and stuff like that, you could see that King had like King has attachment issues to me because he knows that when I'm leaving the house I'm going and he won't see me for a few days and when I come back he's just like he wants to hold me as tight as possible but I have to think of it like even if I was in a in a um two parent co-parenting or two parent um household I would still have to go to work because yeah. we're not millionaires and I would still have to grind and do what I needed to do and but it's just that feeling of like I'm missing those important important like parts of his life especially mm. the milestones that he's hitting and stuff like oh. that but financially I manage I, I mean I've always managed I, I think it's just the thing of like I've gotten to the point of like I've gotten to the point of I can't like even if I spend my money on this money I like I have this feeling and I think it's a Sagittarius thing money comes money goes like at the end of the day like I understand you have to be tight with your money and you have to know what you're spending on and I do and I have my financial diary but like going on the months of the years and stuff like that getting into the months of the years I've kind of just loosened up a little bit with myself and I'm just like if I feel like I need this like like I said before I, I wanted to like invest more in my like online personality or social media and stuff like that if I feel like I need to invest I will invest because I feel like it will bring me greater profit yeah and at the end of the day as long as my priority bills are paid and I'm saving I don't see the problem and it's just like you have to kind of like make it a balancing act yeah because if it's not a balancing act, you'll end up feeling like you're losing out. But yeah, you'll definitely end up feeling like you're losing out and like we're still young. And even when you're older, you still want to have money to spend on yourself. And I feel like it's also about making like wise career choices. Yeah, we need to make like wise career choices and do things to benefit us in the future. Yeah, sorry. That's the um, that's the best way that I think will help <laughs> help you to like feel less guilty about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, finances. You definitely want to make sure that you're on top of those during the quarantine season. We um, hope you guys are sort of on top of all of that. Make sure you're keeping up to date with all of those things. You don't mm -hmm. want to catch yourself with any red flags in that area at all exactly yeah definitely definitely not but um yeah finances speaking of doing that like alone um how would you say being a single parent has been for you because obviously we've spoken about finances and there was a huge element in that where we've spoken about doing it a hundred percent by ourselves mm -hmm. so how do you feel being a hundred percent on your own as a mother right now I'm not gonna lie like I said to you earlier on I kind of feel like I occupy myself from the moment that I get up at 5am till the moment that I get go to sleep at like 10 with things because I don't want to feel that loneliness and it's a real problem because sometimes you just have to sit there and feel the loneliness and 
this weekend I think I took I took some needed time out from like being productive per se and um it was nice it was nice to just sit with king and spend some time with king some undivided time with king and not just say oh i've got king for these four days but just to say like it's just me and king we're just sitting here chilling we had a nap yesterday together and it was good and like it was just like quality time that we spent when i was on maternity leave and it was nice Mm. but then it's just also like i do want that companion i do want those butterflies i do want that person to say hey do you want me to cook for you today or hey do you want me to like take you out on this day or just having someone to come back from work and have a cuddle with yeah i do want that but everything in its timing i guess that's what i'm really trying to just accept to be honest yeah how are you dealing with it oh god (laughs) you already know (laughs) awfully i'm dealing with it terribly um i'm a cancer so it's a bit yeah it's it's tragic really (laughs) hate being alone well not to be honest here's the thing i'm i'm okay with solitude it's a really strange thing because in my family we're all very good at being alone it's actually a trait we're all very good at if you go to my mum's house everybody's in their room and we don't get me wrong we can be together but everybody's got this thing where they would just rather be in their own space and so i do find that sometimes if i'm around people for too long Mm. i almost start to itch and it's like i need to be by myself this is too much I, Mm. i i i can't but then i then get to a point sometimes where i'm so alone that it's like wow i really need the company of people like i was saying to you the other day that oh that wasn't even the other day that was today after the whole crying mess this morning about how um alone i feel that i just want to feel somebody else's skin Mm. you know in in that sense of just i just want to feel close to someone yeah you know and i think that really speaks to how deeply i'm feeling it really i mean i've been alone for two years now so it's sort of getting a bit boring i mean it's dangerous territory when you're in that territory that we're in because like you said it leads you to make a lot of decisions or choices that you shouldn't really be making if you was like not feeling that way and i've really tried to like dig deep and ask myself what is it that i want like genuinely what is it that i want like what is it that i want from a guy what is it I want from myself? What is it I want from my family unit? Like, what is it really that I'm searching for? Because I don't want to feel like I'm gaining attention. I'm, I'm looking for attention or actively seeking attention from people that I don't need to be seeking attention with. And I find myself in my like weekly diaries, it says, what is it that you did wrong and how is it that you'll mend it? And a lot of the times it's like seeking attention from people that you don't, I don't need to be seeking attention for just for the sake of me being lonely. Like I will FaceTime one guy if the guy doesn't pick up, I'll FaceTime another guy if the guy doesn't pick up until someone picks up and it's just like, 
is that really what you want? You're gonna have a meanness conversation for fifteen minutes, yeah, and then that's and it. Then what, yeah, it's like I feel. I feel like I mean, not to seem like corny or anything, but I feel like I've gotten to that stage in my life where it's like I've got a kid. Like what I'm really looking for is a settle down arch. You know what I mean, like don't get me wrong, good looking guys are you already know they're my poison and mm. definitely like what every girl wants to get down with but the reality is like when you're I don't want to say like ours because the truth is like we deserve all of the pickings as well like okay yeah I'm a single mom so why can't I screw a guy who is young and attractive and also doesn't have kids mm. do you know what I mean why do I have to be available only to people who have kids or mm-hmm. people who would date somebody with kids do you know what I mean it's like yeah. I'm still interesting in every other aspect and every other way as well like of course do you know what I mean I'm more than just a mum mm-hmm. you know there's other things there so I feel like in that sense yeah we should be allowed to pick from whatever guy kind of guy we want but it's just in that sense like when you are like us which I hate to say as I've mentioned um the reality is you know what you have to go for. Yeah, and I just, I feel like, <sighs> I like to, like, from my past relationship, I love to be babied. And I feel like I can't do that anymore because I have a baby. So who am I to want those unlimited cuddles? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's when I should be. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but then it's just like, I can't go for a guy like I was talking to you the other day that I I, I met a guy that has three or two kids from two different baby moms and I was just like how is this really going to work even us just being intimate how is that going to work because one week you have one kid the next week you have another kid I'm always constantly having king on the weekend so technically how is it going to work we have to kind of go for single guys because or guys that don't have kids because they will will never have time for each other unless we're living close together do you know what that's actually really really true because there was a guy that I've met on a dating app um baddie um we started talking in October he also had a kid but then I think the strange part about it was Obviously, bear in mind, I've not been sexually active for two years, haven't dated for, like, two years. This is the first person I'm sort of really interacting with after my breakup, right? So, this guy and I are having our conversations and whatever, and I know he's got a kid, I've got a kid, and obviously we're doing our thing. We hook up once, we hook up a second time, we hook up three times, we hook up four times, but then the thing is, in between all of that, it's sort of like there really wasn't any moment where it could have been more than that because it was very clear that that was all the time he had Mm. because the way he was going about it, I'd be like, could we not meet up on so-and-so day? And he's like, no, I work and I've got to pick up my son on the weekends. It's like, yeah, I've also got to have my son all week, so why can't we do like a play date with the kids? And while the kids are in a soft play, we just grab a coffee and some of their shitty toast and talk. Mm. (laughs) And watch our kids play in the soft play, do you know what I mean? But he just had a real, I don't know, a real big weird thing about it. And eventually I just sort of decided in my mind that, you know, he's probably married and that's why he's being weird. So um, I was just like, you know what, I'm not talking to you anymore. And we stopped talking. Simple as. But that's a real prime example of what you're talking about there. Like, 
dating somebody who also has kids and doesn't have time, then it's that sense of like, you get it, so maybe it should be easier. Yeah. But then again, like you're a guy, so exactly. is it really easier? And then again, like I said, like I'm also talking to somebody right now who does have a kid, and like I said to you, we've struggled to meet up. It's been a real struggle, and it's almost like to be honest, people make time for what's important. Do you know what I mean? It's That's like, my favorite saying, Chanel. Yeah, when I tell you, like, important. don't get it twisted. If I am feeding you, trust me, I'll make time for you. Kid, no kid. 12 hour shift, no 12 hour shift. shift. Yeah. Like, you're on my mind. I'll make time for you. I'll make time to spend with you. Don't ever get it twisted. Even if I wake up at 4 a.m., if I want you to come to my house while, while I come back at 8, you can come, come and chill with me. We can chill together. I'll get up and I'll still do my workout. And then I'll come back in bed and lay with you for a little bit before I go to work. I'll make time for you. Yeah. People make time for things that they want to make time for. And if you're not making time for me, it's obviously that you're not that interested in me. And that's okay. Yeah. To be it's honest. okay. It is okay. And I feel like that's the part that a lot of people forget. It's like, these are, if, if those are your feelings, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, Just the whole line thing, it makes it all worse. It exactly. Really, really be does. honest. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. It makes it so, so, so much worse. Just heart throbbing, isn't it? No. But yeah, gosh, guys, and dating. What dating sites are you on right now? Uh, I was on Bumble. How are you finding Bumble? I'm not really on it anymore, to be honest. And I'm at this stage of like, do I really want to talk to people? Do I really want to cut people off? Like, I just wanna be able to like find that person that I can just say this is the person that I want to talk to and say to the rest of the guys, listen, I'm finding some, I'm getting serious with somebody. I don't think it's going to be anything with us. Let's just end it here. And I'm not getting that. Yeah, me neither. And it's tiring. Very tiring. It's tiring to keep having those conversations. And even if you have a good week with somebody where you're feeling like you're getting to know them and then the next week things switch up and you don't. That is what actually really, I think that gets me more heated than anything is when I really build a connection with someone and then the following week it's like you, you're meeting a completely different person and it's like, oh, okay, if this is how it is, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of wish I knew this is how it was from the very beginning, mm. you know? And I just feel like, with that, just be upfront, be honest, be be available to be honest. Because I don't know you that well, so what am I really going to do? What are you really trying to hide? Like, I get it, put your best foot forward. But in all honesty, if everybody is honest on a dating app, we would get a lot further in life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the dating pool, we'll get a lot further because people are really saying what is going on with them and this. I'm not telling you to, I'm not asking you to tell me your life story, but I'm asking you to like, just be honest about a situation. If you can't meet up, say you can't meet up. If you can't, if you're having a busy day, say, oh babe, I won't really be able to talk today. And if you don't start a conversation with me and then be like wait eight hours to for a reply i'm not i'm not with that even right down to the intention it's like be real even about that Mm -hmm. like if i'm saying that my intention is if i'm seeking someone for marriage 
then don't match up with me if you're looking for a quickie. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Even right down to the intention, it's all about how we use these apps for whatever purpose we're seeking. Like, if you know that I'm a single mum with a kid and you've seen my pictures, let's say some some single mums even put their kids' pictures up on the apps. Mm -hmm. Some people do that. Where it's like, this is my life, this is is what you would be walking into sort of thing. And it's sort of like, how are you going to see all of that and still swipe right, knowing that your intention is it's simply to just to fucking make that person unhappy for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. When you could literally find somebody who that wants to do exactly thing. what you want. But you, either you have a fetish or I don't know what it is. I don't know. You must have a fetish for breaking hearts, boy. Going into that, how would you adapt when you find the person that you really want to connect with and that is giving you the same vibe that you're giving them how would you really integrate that into being into manny's life and your daily life and how would you realistically in your dream world how would that look like oh god in my dream world it would look like that person spending an average of two to three days a week with me mm-hmm. every week um breakfast together uh our morning drinks in bed yeah um walks in the park with Mally um I mean that's that's the initial thing that comes to mind yeah and then I think in terms of adapting because it is very different I have to also realize that this is bringing somebody who's never not that they've never met my son because obviously every time they would have gotten to know about him or whatever but it's that sense of you are basically replacing a figure he's never actually ever okay Um, yeah 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 and that like for me I don't want to get emotional that's scary because I don't like bringing you to my life is one thing, but then bringing you into King's life. And if you upset my baby, oh, then like, it's gonna be it's a, a real problem. problem. It's a real problem because it's like it's one thing if you walk out on me, but the minute you walk out on my child, that's something. And you built a, a strong connection with him, and it's just like. And that's my biggest fear. I'm even so thankful that the relationship that I was in when I was like when King was young is over because king hasn't gotten to know you and king and king hasn't been able to like have that connection with you and you should just be not there yeah i don't want he doesn't know any better he doesn't have a dad at the moment so he doesn't know any better he knows his 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 granddad he knows his uncles he knows he knows those people that are always going to be consistently there for him and i don't want i'm so wary of bringing another male figure that can really impact his life at the end of the day you don't really know anybody yeah you don't so I'm trusting you completely with my baby like it's crazy and I don't ever want to feel like I have to go and kill somebody out here (laughs) because of my baby because of my baby because I'm gonna kill somebody definitely like because of my baby (laughs) it's crazy like yeah when I think of like all of these stories that go around and stuff like that god forbid 10 times over but it's just like if I don't ever want to feel like I'm compromising his life more than it has to be compromised. Yeah. 
and I feel like that would be one of the biggest hurdles when to actually properly introduce you to my son and I feel like right now for us it's okay because they're still a bit young yeah, but yeah. once they get to like four or even three and they start really understanding who is around them constantly and honestly that's kind of why part of me felt so pressured to meet someone now mm. because it's that sense of like he's still really young yeah and if you if I, I keep telling myself if you met the right person now he would grow to learn and understand and love that person the same way I am mm-hmm. as well. It's not just going to be sprung up on him at four years old when he can sort of tell that this is a new person just suddenly waltzing into our house. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And be like, who's this from? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, I wouldn't want it to be like that. So, um, yeah. And I would want it to be special too because at the same time, it's like, this is now somebody who's newly important to me but this is someone who's always been important to me and it's like you would love for those two to also create a nice bond yeah yeah. a nice bond that is sort of also outside of you and I think that's really really important Mm -hmm. that the connection isn't just through you the mother that oh this is the child of the mother that I love and so therefore I love the child it's like no even outside of that I have a real bond with this kid by choice you know and that's why like I really appreciate who him who shall not be named yeah. because I felt like he had that. Like I could go to the gym and he would look after King. Yeah. Like I would be at the gym at, at night and he would look after King and he would feed King and if King wakes up he'll be rocking him back to sleep and yeah. it's just such a good feeling to have to know that I can trust the person that I'm I'm in love with with my child. Yeah totally and fully and they will never they will always put him first yeah and that and i feel like that only comes from like you really accepting me and who i am and what i've been through and listening and understanding when i talk about my child and the trouble that i've gone through with his father and how it impacted me yeah and really just taking it on and listen and I don't know man really just trying to step into my shoes Shoes, yeah. because people can say that they understand but you can say you understand and you can feel my pain for that one minute yeah but when I really like talk about everything that happened with King's dad I'm just like oh wow shit did I really go through that did I really do what did I really like, was that really me in those footsteps? Mm. It's crazy. It is. It really, 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 really is. But, um, you know what? I'm actually just sort of grateful in a weird sense to sort of be where I am right now because at least it sort of means that, one, we get to sort of explore mm-hmm. what our options are. Yeah. You know, and we kind of get to be as creative and as fluid as we want to be with them. Exactly. You know, and I think that's one of the nice things that's kind of cool about being a single mum is sort of that, like, it's sort of like a... I don't want to say do-over because you've not done anything wrong, but it's sort of like you've had your one chance to sort of have a lovely, loving, beautiful child, and it's like, okay, now it's time to search for the guy to, like, match it all. Yeah. You know, it might seem like a sort of backward back order to me. things, but. but it sort of has a sweet, you know, a bit of sweet ring mm-hmm. to it, I guess. Um, 
Yeah. And I just... Ugh. And because you I already know, know your I child, think, you can exactly. now think of your partner to fit. Not to fit your child, but in a sense, like, you... you do you know what I mean? I get you. Yeah. And it's just like... I can't ugh, really wait. I keep telling, like, it's Chanel, done. like... I want those butterfly feelings that I got with his dad because even through the bad times, even through the cheating and everything else that he did, like I had butterflies when he came to my door. I always used to be excited and that's crazy to think that through those bad times, I still had that feeling. That's real like... (laughs) You, you you were like deep in the trenches of that love <laughs> definitely like real deep but now it's just like I can't I'm so excited to get that back if that makes sense so excited yeah. and I'm ready for it whenever yeah. it presents itself in the right way obviously yeah no definitely so um yeah I guess you know going forward we both have a lot to like think about you know in terms of our choices of like men and just being mums and all of our like struggles and stuff but um yeah I think on that note is there anything else that you'd like want to say or like touch on before we went um just definitely send us in any questions that you have for us any dilemmas that you're going through maybe through quarantine and maybe like with men or with your husband like me and Chanel are both listening to what's the book called again Chanel Oh, um, oh, how to find and keep love? Is it? Yeah, no, no, finding. Oh my god, I think it's that finding and keeping lo- something like finding that. and keeping the love you seek. I think, yeah, we'll put. I'll, I'll definitely put like the um, information about the audiobook in the description box. You can get a free trial with Audible, and you also get some credits that allow you to get some free books. So, um, I will try and figure out a way to sort of put that in the the description description box on youtube for you guys but yeah we'll definitely do like a mini book review on that yeah and i think chanel's gonna be my partner for the actual just because you have to write like a journal and stuff like that so yeah when we're like through each type of chapter maybe we'll do like a journal and we'll love to like for you lot to engage in that content and stuff yeah, like that. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But this has been a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure having this raw, honest conversation with you guys um, yeah. present here. Um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to doing this again, again soon. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.